Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of The Change Room with Rod and Leslie. In this podcast every week, we like to take a big, giant topic and break it down into little bite-sized chunks, all in an effort to help people through change. We both have a passion for change, uh, both personally and professionally, and this is our effort to try to help folks through it. So this week's topic, Rod, I'm kind of excited. We both read an article this week called The Science of Reasoning with Unreasonable People uh, by Adam Grant, who, you know, secret shout out to him. I think he's pretty awesome. And this week, we just wanted to sort of chat and unpack that article. What is it to reason with unreasonable people? Can you do it? Should you do it? If you do try and do it, how might you do it? All the fun and frolic coming your way. What would you add into the mix, Rod? I think I, I'm really looking forward to this topic. I think this is, I know a lot about. I've had many situations <laughs> of talking with, air quote here, unreasonable people, or at least people with, well, okay, let's define what do we think unreasonable people are? I think, are we saying is people who have an extreme view that is, 180 completely different than our view on something? Um, I think to me, it's more someone who holds a view so steadfastly, whatever that view is, and they're not willing to listen to other ideas, thoughts, like they're fixated on one idea is, is to me what this means. It tends to be that they're very different from our own beliefs. Like that tends to be true. But more interesting to me are the people who are kind of 100% embedded in an idea um, and aren't willing to listen to other viewpoints. Mm -hmm. It's a little, there's a little bit though of like, if if you disagree with me and I can't convince you to agree with me, then you're unreasonable. <laughs> Yeah, there is a, a judgment, even, even <laughs> in the title. There is some judgment past, I guess, in saying oh, yeah. that, right? Because who am I to say that I'm the reasonable one and you're the unreasonable one? Who knows right. if that's true or not? Who right. gets to make the who gets to make that call, right? Yeah. Totally. So yeah, I guess I guess embedded in this is if we're talking about reasoning with unreasonable people, it does imply that our viewpoint is different from yeah. theirs yes. and that we are passing judgment and saying hey man that yeah. stuff you believe in um maybe we can tell that back a little bit right yeah 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 i was thinking as i was collecting thoughts you know so we in our extensive preparation and research that we do <laughs> every single research, week every <laughs> single right. week yes we, we give ourselves like two days to <laughs> mull over the thought like okay so in in the last couple of days, as I was mulling over my thoughts around this, I thought like one way to take the conversation is the end result. We need like a philosophical framework on how to approach differences Ooh. because because I one of my core principles is I always shy away of saying like I know the truth for everything and that every right. you know that there is like who gets to decide what is right or wrong. Uh, around totally. m moral questions or um, I mean there's there's some but there are parameters that you can so like one is like if it's hurting other people uh, right. if it's um, you know if there's d dangers that are cl like clearly and tangible 
you can say those. But then when it gets to a question of differencing of opinion, the classic, of course, is like politics, right? Oh, you're right. conservative or Democrat or liberal or whatever. Um, then, you know, ultimately who gets to decide? So I always try to err against that. But I, I think rather than getting into like the unifying theory of uh, on this topic is to... Uh, <laughs> Um, M theory on unreasonable people? Is that what you're suggesting? Yeah. I didn't think we were doing M theory on unreasonable people today, no. Rod. Let's no, no, maybe no. just, let's, you know, dial it back a bit and just right. give so, some pointers that's right. and some ideas. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so we have talked a little bit about this before, and that's with, uh, uh, I think we didn't refer to it as unreasonable, but it's like, how do you change a friend when you think the friend needs to change? Right, uh, right. And and, and our episode on, like, should you weigh in if you see someone doing something? Like, what's your role as a friend? Yeah. Um, you know, do you let people sort of live their own path and, and get their own experiences? Or do you weigh in and, you know, sort of say, hey, maybe dating that person, not such a great idea or, you know, whatever, whatever the yeah. thing may be. We've talked about right. this one a couple of times. Clearly, it's a big deal for us, huh? <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> like, change and change management. We, I, our podcast focuses on ourselves, but there is this whole like it's philosophically based on trying to influence and change behaviors of other people. Right. So this is a right. very relevant one. So let's let's give a. I think in this particular article that uh, Adam Grant, who's an organizational psychologist, so I I like Adam Grant very much because he is an industrial organizational psychologist, which is my education background. So it's like yeah, props to. Right. Biopsychology. Um, the uh, and so he's talking about the scenario of like somebody who doesn't agree to vaccinating their their kids, right? And he's trying to convince them otherwise. So this is so we're grounding ourselves into it's the unreasonable other persons when they have an opinion that uh, there's two like distinct sides, and people rightfully get very passionate about. Indeed. Indeed. So what so, did you read? What stood out to you most in the article? Like what? Because I think you have more than I do. You have friends in your life who have very different views from you, right? So what, like when you were reading all through the article, what kind of jumped out and you said, aha, yeah, that well, is an idea. So, so one, a couple of things jumped out. One is he refers to himself as being like a logic. What is the term? A, a logic. Oh, a uh, logic bully. Bully. <laughs> And I must admit, I probably a few people in my family would think that might say the same about me when we get into arguments. But um, no, what stood out was the uh, well. One, it's it's the um, you know, well, it's it's a really important topic to con to confront and to uh, to to tackle, and and particularly now with COVID. And so, right. it's it was really relevant to have the discussion around. Two is the and this is what I, I think I do try to cultivate or I don't shy away from having a discussion with somebody who has a very different opinion to to myself. And it's like kind of fundamentally at, at the end of the, the article, he refers to um, being curious and asking questions. Mm -hmm. And so that's that I really connected with that approach. And that's kind of, um, you know, in, in usually it's over text messaging dialogues with group chats of people, friends who are in the U.S., like I kind of ask questions back is the the approach, but it's really about right, me. Right. To, I ask questions back, one, because I think they're going to shine a light 
on a different like is they're going to help the person see the the situation from my angle by the question I'm asking and two is I'm actually very curious to hear what they think about that and so uh, I think that that's like step one right is is don't start by talking start by asking questions exactly right is the I think um one of the one of the coolest ideas and I think most of us start like I know I'm like this this is truth ta-da, versus this yeah. is my truth. This is what yeah. I believe. This is, you know, what my experiences have brought me to this place. Uh, tell me about what your experience is, right? Generally, I think, especially when we've labeled the person as unreasonable, the first thing we want to do is convince them to change their minds. Use like yeah. Jedi mind tricks to try to convince them to change their minds. Yeah. yeah With all exactly. of our facts, all of our facts exactly. and logics, right? Yeah. Exactly. The, the, so like taking the vaccine subject out um, in our family. Uh, so in this, this is a, this is a vaccine opinion. There are members of our family who are from France and in France yeah. in the 90s, they rolled out a vaccine for hepatitis that they hadn't properly done the whatever researchers do to figure out vaccines yeah. are safe or not. Yeah. And they had negative consequences and the, the family members were touched by it. And so this is the importance of the whole dialogue of like doing this research part properly is, is really important because what it's, yeah. it's marked the family with doubt ever since. Like, so I don't know if, if you follow any of the, the international stuff, you'll see articles from time to time and say how French people are vaccine skeptics. And I'm like, yeah, it's because they screwed it up before. Right. Yes, right. 30 years ago. Or so rightly whatever. so. But that's not, yeah. if you're, if someone you love has been hurt by something like that, that's not something you're just going to be like, zippity doo I'm over it now. Yeah. Yay, yeah. vaccines. Like, that's just not how we work as human beings, right? Exactly. But so with that information of understanding the origin of that, then you can have the dialogue and, and, and address those concerns and just, and, and do more of an effort now to explain the safety or as if there are side effects to explain what to expect mm -hmm. um, as you take. So, I mean, that's, that's, uh, I think that's why like approaching any kind of conversation where on the surface, there's a huge conflict in opinion. You need to, to, to get into it, to understand it before you can really say like, yeah, this is, black and white a difference here i love that idea of understanding a little bit the person's background right because mm. uh, like our opinions are not just born in a vacuum they don't come from nothing they come from all of our lived experiences especially around something as now controversial as vaccines and um and so, yeah, I think understanding that background is really cool. I watched this video. I'm trying to, if I can find it, maybe we can post a link to it. But the whole notion was it was a, a um, an inclusion and diversity video. I don't know where I saw it or where it came from. I can't remember. But it started out with everybody sort of with groups of people who looked alike. So all the women were in a group. Mm. Um, all the men were in a group. All sort of like people with funky haircuts and whatever. So one would imagine, you know, people in like a like an alternative lifestyle kind of in a group and then 
So everyone group paired off in all these different groups. And then the facilitator would ask a question. How many of you grew up in, it's just an example, grew up in a single parent home? And then whoever did had to leave their group and come into the center. And then you saw this like mishmash of groups and then everyone would go back and she'd ask another question. How many of you um, only could afford to finish high school and couldn't get second, whatever. And all mm -hmm. these questions. And as the more questions were asked, there was more of a diversity in the center of these people in a room that started out so incredibly not diverse, like with everybody mm. in their little pockets with their people. And that's kind of what I think of here, right? The more you understand someone's background, they may mm -hmm. look different, they may talk different, they may have different opinions. But once you understand that there are those shared experiences, I think it makes life a little bit easier. And it and it makes it easier to have a conversation with that person, even mm -hmm. though you may your ideas may be radically different. I got to try and find that video. I really loved mm -hmm. it. That is, yeah, that is neat. Isn't that a neat idea, that notion of, yeah. and then it's so visual, right? We're such visual creatures. It's so visual to see those, all those, in quotes, differences stripped away when mm -hmm. these deeper questions of life experience come into play. And it's those mm -hmm. deeper questions around life experience where I think it's, uh, you, you get to understand more. And you don't mm -hmm. get so fixed, I think, on, well, that person is a this or isn't a that or, you know, whatever the qualifiers mm -hmm. are that we put around it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it does say like the and our I think our final statement in the a previous podcast around changing other others is, is like, you know, actually, you should tread carefully and generally Right. not to try to uh, impose what you think is the right thing to somebody else. Um, and, and in this, what you were just sharing really speaks to that is like, you really, there's a lot to understand about somebody. Yeah. I guess that's what I'm thinking is like, even people that you think are the same as you or have the same opinions, there's actually so much more to understand about them. So it's, very difficult to be like okay i've got this figured out for you because you, do you know totally. really the person totally. and the, the and depth that they have totally and i think that there's a you know we all i have this tendency i don't know if you have this tendency but my tendency is once i start to have feel like i have a shared experience with someone i map my experience to theirs so I, I try mm. to understand their experience through my eyes. But the reality is they may have arrived at, at the same thinking. Like think of the two of us, right? We have a shared passion for helping people through change, for understanding the sort of inner mechanics of the mind and, and sort of how to do our own Jedi mind tricks to help ourselves find happiness in life. But we've both come to that place from a really different growing up experience, you know, mm -hmm. like, our, and, and so I have to, I'm conscious now about not saying, oh, that person feels that way, because they've likely experienced these, these same things as me. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Do you ever do yes. that? Do you ever sort of map yourself to other people and sort of, oh, yeah. um, try to understand their world through not, I mean, sometimes that's a part of compassion and empathy. So I'm not saying don't do it. But yeah. it's also dangerous, I think. Um, because I think we can over agree as well as over disagree. You know what I mean? We, oh, and that totally. prevents us from digging in and being curious. Both positions, yes. I think, prevent yeah. us from digging in and asking questions and, and being curious. Yeah. 
Totally. I do that all the time. And and I mean and I yeah. and I do that with my kids a lot like with school as they're getting more advanced at school and they you know when the grades or university that I can remember like I remember being in first year university so I remember the yeah. challenges and stuff and the, so my son is having he's talking about things that are stressing him out. I am instantly thinking about how I had something that to me was similar and how I related to it. So like I, I do catch myself all the time saying like, oh, that's okay. You know, don't worry about that. You, it's part of the learning experience or you'll just, you know, approach it this way. And, and He I'm probably wants to a- punch you every time you yeah. say it. They No, go, genuinely is like, oh, maybe this is good advice. Actually, so that's the oh, probably good better job if him. you wanted to, but, but in the same sense, just as you said, it's like the reality is, is that his situation is unique to him. Sure, there's similarities of uh, stuff that we can talk about right but right. it's a real mistake for me just to which i make this mistake all the time is to jump to the oh yeah i know that situation this is what well, I, I think do. we all do that <laughs> i i do i do that same thing all the time and and i think it's just i mean that's part of unconscious bias right like that is the oh, yeah. whole mapping our experience onto other people and, and imagining it's the same or whatever right. whatever it looks like but that is the that is the demon that is <laughs> unconscious bias sometimes yeah and again it, it, the brain does it to sort of speed things up right the brain yep. is always looking for patterns it recognizes to just use processing power on different things so yep. it's no one's a bad person for doing that like if you guys do that too out there you're not a bad person it's not about that it's just about recognizing that we have a tendency to do that and so this whole notion of asking questions to really understand what that person's experience is, I think, is the is the magic. Yeah. Yeah. Which is. has nothing to do with unreasonableness. But yeah. it hel- I think it helps. <laughs> I think it helps on all fronts, you know? Yeah, it does. All right. So let's take this conversation even to more deeper, difficult topics that people can disagree dun, dun, with. Dun. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. You pick so, one. We'll talk about it. <laughs> well, it could be harder for us in Canada, but like as we watch the news and all this thing about the the QAnon, yeah, uh, or whatever, and um, and you see this stuff out of the U.S. So it's this like crazy conspiracy theory, which is like cap- QA in capitals, and then not I think that's how it is, and then N O N, and yes, it's um, so the brief history, as I understand it, is that. It's been around for a bunch of years. It came, spun out of Trump stuff. It got a, I don't know why, but with the pandemic, it had a huge resurgence. I think it was early on in the pandemic. Well, because people, people saying, have time to sit at home. They're just sitting at home bored. <laughs> yeah, and right. so what else are you going to do? But like, right. go yeah. deep into the darkest spaces of the interwebs. Right. Oh, yeah. And it was like, I think they hitched on the pandemic saying, oh, yeah, this was a, pl- a planned I don't know if you've right. ever heard of this thing, right. pandemic is like a planned thing, and it's so it's I have for never Bill Gates heard of that. to become. <laughs> oh, you haven't? Oh, yeah. It was one of the first Sorry. things that I saw where YouTube and like social media were getting active and taking down content that was like wow. uh, spreading. So anyhow, so the QAnon stuff is like there's a lot of people in the U.S. who believe some of the things like. The, okay, I I even have trouble saying it. It's it's stuff like uh you know they kidnap children and they scare yeah. them and take the adrenaline from them to eject into like super rich 
Hollywood, I don't know who are the like the super elites, evil people who are whoever doing this. the elites are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, way back when, even before Trump, there was something called Pizzagate, which was they had this belief that out of this basement of a pizza parlor in Washington, D.C., that they were trafficking uh, kids for the same thing. This was like at the end of Obama's administration. So like really wacky stuff. And that is like so. One doesn't like to label, but that's a little cuckoo kachoo. Yeah. And so I mean, like, that's, you know what I mean? Like, that's, that's, that's next level. Yeah. um, Beliefs. Right. And then so it's the kind of stuff that like the person, you know, is if you heard that, you'd think, oh, my gosh, and then just try to ignore it and move away. And I think that's what most of society tried to do until it's taken on a life of its own. So part of this, like talking to unreasonable people that he doesn't in the article that we read, they don't get into this, but it's like this. I've heard of other articles like, how do you talk to your cousin who believes in this stuff? And it's so wacky. And um, so I have an example. I'll t- share. I, know I love a, a good guy story I worked with. So, this American guy that I worked with. Um, I got along with him great. We had lots of conversations about politics. I learned a lot from him about uh, how politics works and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then. But way back, like he got into this stuff and it was probably 2018. I remember meeting up with him and and he started telling me about this. And I was like doing my normal, like what, you know, having the conversation saying like, that sounds really weird. And then he, he kept getting into it. And it was one of the only times that I would take a like distinct stand with a person like, this is absolutely nuts. It's super dangerous. You have to yeah. Yeah. recognize that you are going down a very bad path with this and that had zero impact on the person by the way like me being yeah telling them sort of like the wagging of the finger right of course that's not going to work it doesn't work on us when we're two years old there's no way it's going to work on us as adults come on right but we all try it we try it we try it because you hear that and it's the first gut reaction is like what the witch you know i mean yeah yeah and um so how did you handle it tell me everything i need to know everything well, I mean, in that case, like I, so then I, I went on a, a mini little, um, uh, I won't say my own tirade, but I was like, I, I explained him my opinion of how I think this becomes dangerous really quickly yeah. and how at the end of the day, like, and he was so convinced. And I said, listen, you, you have your belief here. Like, I think it's absolutely crazy. But if you're, he was asking me, like, what if it's true? Like, what would you do? I would say, like, if it's about a question of whether I'm supposed to guess which is, you know, is there an alternate reality uh, to the world? It's like, is there another dimension that's with us? How can you, yeah, yeah, how could you prove that it's not there? I would say, well, I'm going to choose on the side that's, that uh, is based on leading to, like, um, not destroying the world to figure it, like, so. If if we can't decide who's right or wrong here, I'm going to err on the path of not destroying like society, and I'm going to stay with, you know, uh, maintaining uh, more of a peaceful society than what they were yeah. suggesting. And it's like, so I mean that. But then again, like I didn't change. I don't think I changed the person's opinion at all. The 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 uh, um, I think. 
and some as much as the it's this is where it becomes very delicate and difficult to line up the principles of free speech people being allowed to have an opinion and i think fundamentally it comes to um like it's it's like the values and and you can't dictate this on person but you can only promote it in a society of values of honesty and not trying to manipulate others um and when you see that occurring i think you do have to uh fight back like it it yeah. it, it kind of calls yeah. on people not to be apathetic around when they're seeing uh uh those values being um taken advantage of like people being manipulated well and, and that's i that think to happen. yeah and that's the risk of not of disengagement, right? From fraction, factions, yeah. factions like that. Um, I went into math for a second, but that's the, there is a risk in not engaging because then the only views that those folks are exposed to are those really extreme views that really right. are designed to, to bring a lot of destruction. And, and I love that. I love that constantly sort of that touchstone of, is this on a path that's going to bring more happiness to the world or, or more light or however you want to say it? Or is this something that's, you know, really going to tear things down? Yeah. And then how do you reach in, right? Like how, how do you reach in if you're seeing that? Cause I do fear that we're at, at this place now where folks aren't talking to each other and then mm. there, there is no light being brought into those conversations. Now mm. it's a little bit different. I mean, the stuff I'm reading now is there are some people who are coming out of it a little bit. But I just think whoever the mastermind is behind QAnon is just sort of licking their chops and rubbing their hands together and being like, whoop, whoop, I'm going to take yeah. it to the next level next time, you know, and, yeah. and that there is a next level being cooked up, you know, and yeah. that's that's. So how do we reach in when and, and have these reasonable, you know, slightly more reasonable conversations with folks? Yeah, because otherwise yeah. it is it is risky, right? Yeah. And the, the, that's a so risky set of beliefs. It is. And it, you're so right around like the approach of just uh, disconnecting. Like I'm so that person is either family member or a friend somehow or whatever. Um, so they're connected to you. It's not just like a random person on the street, but I'm right, just never right. going to talk to them because they're, it's so crazy what they're saying. And I, and it's dangerous. And I, and every time I talk to them about it, we, we get in a massive argument. Um, and so the reflex is to disconnect from them, but that's not yeah. uh, the right thing. So, so I was, one of the things I, there was an article on like <laughs> advice on how to handle this. And, and they were, it was just like what you're saying. They're like, you know what? Maintain the connection with the person. Um, but, and then even talk about stuff, like realize you don't always have to be talking about this thing that you massively disagree with. Like, um, it's important for people to have different perspectives in their lives for us. And then all, in these folks who um, are believing things that we think are completely crazy, because then it's, how do you avoid the echo chamber? Like if you right. don't, right. Then, then everyone does stay in their echo chamber. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. But I also want to say that it's hard to do this, right? Like it's not easy to reach in. Like I have friends in the U S who voted first go round, voted for Trump. And thought, oh, he's going to be a harbinger of change and we need change and da-da-da-da. And of course, I'm watching aghast 
from north of the border going, um, is anybody seeing that the emperor's naked? Um, yeah. And when it first happened, I, I, so like full transparency, I backed away. I didn't talk to them about it. I, I didn't know that they were going to vote that way beforehand. So I, I, I couldn't engage them before, but afterwards I was just so shocked. So it's not like I'm, you know, now we can talk about it. Now, we, you know, a, a couple of years in, we were able to talk about it a little bit more openly, but it's hard to confront um, and have conversations that are awkward and, you know, that, that dig into these things that we just think are like, what you did, what you believe in who and doing mm. what, and it's hard to do that, but it's, it's, it's worth it. I think, I think yeah. it's worth it in the long run, right? Like uh, these folks, I know they did not vote for Trump the second time around. So I'm going to take that as a win for the team. Um, yeah. but still it, it took some time for me to work up the courage to talk to them about it. Cause I was shocked. Like I was just, yeah. I was so shocked. So, but I had yeah. to get over that. You know, I had to find a way to kind of get over it and, and have more open conversations with them afterwards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But there not is a tech easy. Yeah. There, there is a, um, I don't know if techniques the right word, but there, there's an approach to having somebody, I won't say change their mind, but it, at least, start to shift uh perspective on something and that is um and i can't remember actually if they talk about this in the article but it, it's like you you ask the person to uh describe the situation from the other person's so you, you ask yeah. you ask someone to describe the other the opposing opinions point of view uh and through that process when they they think about you know the things and the the pros and cons of questions they it actually helps connect the dots on things that were all like these facts that are there are facts or opinions that they've just ignored right to maintain right, their belief right this american life did a great podcast on that a bunch of years ago that maybe we can try and dig up but yeah mm. that is often the one of the only ways to do it is to just ask people to use their imagination again get out of what we believe are facts and figures and i'm using air quotes and talk yeah. more again about lived experience and what do you think brought them to here and how do you think how did you think they got to this belief system and what might have happened to them in the past and all those mm. other things we were talking about up front you know of just trying to understand that other person's viewpoint not just the viewpoint but how they got there i think mm. is the is part of the magic for sure yeah yeah this is definitely. a juicy topic my friend it's a good one if friends, if you haven't read the article, it's really worth reading, especially right now. I think there still are, there still is so much division um, in the world. And so anything that will help us get through that and get to the other side of it and find those common points, it's worth it. It's worth it. Mm -hmm. Life is short. So we, you know, finding those ways to connect, especially with the people we're close with, um, yeah. is a, it's a worthwhile thing to do. Yep. It is. Well, thanks, Rod. Thank you very much. It's a good conversation this week. Yep, it was. Thank you. Until next week. Until next week. Bye, yeah. everybody. Bye.